Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. I want to talk to you from the subject tonight, lay it aside in our Ready, Set, Go series tonight. So Ready, Set, Go again is stressing the importance of readiness and being prepared for divine opportunities. Divine opportunities wait for no one. They wait for no one. Uh, either you're going to seize the opportunity or it's going to pass you by, all right? Either you're going to seize the opportunity or it's going to pass you by. One way or another, ladies and gentlemen, divine opportunities come to those who are prepared, to those who are prepared, all right? Even when you don't feel like you're prepared, God has been preparing you your whole life. (laughs) So that's why when you finally step into something like, oh, this is a little bit more easier than what I thought. Why? Because God was already preparing you for that. In some way or another, you had some type of experience that helped to benefit you. Are you hearing me? So I like this text, the Hebrew text. Here we have it. um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 is one of my favorite scriptures. I like to quote it all the time. It gives me and reminds me. He says, the Hebrew writer, ladies and gentlemen, is talking to a Jewish group of believers in the book of Hebrews. And I don't get into who wrote the book of Hebrews. It could be Paul. It could be whoever. I believe that if it was meant for us to know who the writer of Hebrews was, we would know it. All right. And so I'm not here to speculate or do a whole theological debate about who wrote what. All I'm going to do is he wrote whoever wrote it. He wrote it. And there's great nuggets in here for you and I. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, that the Hebrew writer um, is, is continuing his conversation from Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11, the Hebrew writer talks about um, the heroes of faith, those who have gone before us. And this talked about by faith, Moses did this. By faith, uh, this person did that. And so in Hebrews chapter 11, um, you see the heroes of faith and, and, and by faith, what they were able to accomplish. What were they able to seize? And they did it all by faith. So faith, ladies and gentlemen, is the highlight of what of what the writer is trying to say um, here in the late parts of Hebrews chapter 11, as well as in the Hebrews chapter 12, okay? And so he gets here, while, while I say that is very important because he continues it by saying in the very first verse that, that he says it this way, therefore we also, since we are surrounded, see, we are surrounded by a great, he said, a great cloud of witnesses, a great number of uh, a cloud of witnesses. Now, does this mean, ladies and gentlemen, that the people in heaven are just looking down at everything that we are doing and witnessing that? No, it does not mean that. That's not what this text is referring to, or that's not the inference that is being made here. What it's saying is, is that we have evidence of great men and women who have gone before us. We have their testimony. We have it written in here and in, 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 in to encourage us, ladies and gentlemen, in this race. This Hebrew writer talks about a race. This is a race. You and I are in a race of faith, ladies and gentlemen. Why am I talking about this? Uh, uh, why are we talking about this in such a, a race? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but this walk with Christ is a marathon. This is not a 100-meter dash. Uh, this is not a 100-meter dash. 
Uh, some people would hope it was so you could get to your destination a lot faster. But God, uh, he trains us as marathon runners. Um, we, we are, <laughs> when you look at long, long distance runners, I don't know how they're able to do it, but in figurative, figuratively, ladies and gentlemen, while you, you and I are on this life, in this life, we are long distance runners, long distance runners that are in a race. We are not in a race against each other. I want you to be clear. This is not a race against each other. No, this is a race of faith where you have your own course and your own destination, especially to those who believe Jesus Christ. All right? So you are in a race of faith, ladies and gentlemen. Our destination, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of it is to get to heaven. That's our final destination. And the, in the, in the, at the end of it, ladies and gentlemen, of the race is a prize. It is a prize. The prize, ladies and gentlemen, not only is the prize of receiving crowns when you get to heaven, the prize is not only that, but the, also the prize is to see Jesus. That's the great prize. So he says, ladies and gentlemen, so we, have, uh, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, not only those who have gone before us, but the ones that are sitting next to you, the ones that are in the chat section, ladies and gentlemen, they are also witnesses, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Witnesses that you can also look at their life and how they're running their course and be inspired by how they're running theirs. Not in a place of envy, not in a place of jealousy, but saying, hey, if she can do it, if he can do it, that gives me the strength to keep on running. But in the text, in the context of where we are, this is referring to uh, the cloud of witnesses, those who have ran the race and they have finished it well. This is what it's referring to. The cloud of witnesses, those who have run the race of faith, those who have gone before us and they have finished their race well. Ladies and gentlemen, what he's trying to get us to understand is that one day, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are going to be a part of that cloud. That one day, even those, the generation you live behind can look at your life one day as well. And because you will be a part of that great cloud of witnesses that, 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 can, that, that can attest to the fact of having to go through this race, experience different hardships, experience the ups and downs, but yet God covered them and kept them to get them where they were going. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is very profound. This is a very profound uh, uh, verse because the reality is, is that one of the hindrances, ladies and gentlemen, to us being ready and prepared for divine opportunities, ladies and gentlemen, we find it here. The Hebrew writer talks about this. So we're talking about a race. And so this earlier this week, I had a conversation with uh, executive pastor Dom. We know him as EP. And so EP was a track runner. He ran track. He, that's what he did. All right. Now, I don't know how fast Dom was, but he ran track. He ran track. And so in his track experience, ladies and gentlemen, what he was, ref- what he was telling me about when you're running track is that they don't, like wearing, uh, they don't like wearing a lot of clothes. You can't wear a lot on you when you're about to run. 
All right, you can't wear a lot on you. That's why you see a lot of the times the track runners, you see them short shorts, they're tight on them because it's trying to keep their legs warm, trying to keep them ready for, you know, when they're about to race, keep them loose and everything like that. So normally when you see them getting ready, they may have their track suits on, they may have different things on them, but that's to keep them ready. That's to keep them prepared, to keep them warm so they don't get tightened up so they can be loose by the time they go. And, and when that thing cops, and they can keep on going. When they say, ready, set, go, gunshots, bam, I'm ready to go. But it's you have never seen a runner run with a whole bunch of stuff on them. You've never been at, you've never been at a track and field meet or watched it on TV and saw them wearing a whole bunch of stuff before they about to run. You don't never see it. You don't never see that. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, that will come into, that will, that will, that will slow them down. Wearing a whole bunch of stuff will slow them down. It will slow them down. I wouldn't be able to go as fast is because I have something holding me down. The reason why a lot of times we are not ready for opportunities, the reason why we don't take um, certain divine opportunities, because we're running with a lot of weight. Hebrew writer says, ladies and gentlemen, let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. Now, let me explain something to you about weight that is used here. Weight, ladies and gentlemen, is not used here to say that it's a sin. There's a difference between a weight and a sin. All right? Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen. He says, let us lay aside every weight. Weight, ladies and gentlemen, in the Greek has the sense hindrances. Hindrances, or if you go further, it means impediments. Things that slow us down. That, 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 are, that comes in the way that blocks us up from, from really being loose and moving forward. So there's so many things that can be hindrances. So many people are glued, and I'm not saying that we're not to be glued and see what happens in our country. I'm not saying that. But we're, we're so glued into that, ladies and gentlemen, that that's taking our focus off of where it needs to be on. Do you not know that sometimes a weight, ladies and gentlemen, can be the very fact that you have your hands in the things that you're not supposed to do? Those can be weights because you're putting your hands in this, you're putting your hands in that. And that's that's not necessarily what God has put your hands to do. And so the more and more you put your hands in the things that are contrary to what God has called you to do, that's why I feel more stressed. That's why I feel more anxious. That's why I feel this way and that way. And I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel at a place of calm. I don't have a place of peace. And the reason why you don't have that place of peace is because you're running with weight. You're running with weight. And so when you are, if your hands are in so many things, right? When the opportunity does come, you will not be ready for it because your attention is in so much other things. Sometimes you don't even know when a good, when the right opportunity has opened up because you're so busy with the wrong ones. Why? And those become weights. Ladies and gentlemen, a bad relationship, whether platonic or or intimate could be a weight. You can be with a helpmate that is a weight. You can have a friend that is a weight.
can be a wait, ladies and gentlemen. You will not be prepared and ready for divine opportunities and what God wants to do in your life if you're constantly carrying baggage that needs to be checked at the gate. Are you hearing me? These things, ladies and gentlemen, are considered weights. Can I go one step further when it comes down to weight? There's other things that can cause us fear, ladies and gentlemen, can be a weight. A weight that holds us down. A weight that holds us down, that keeps us from even wanting to run into those opportunities because of fear. Fear can be a weight. It can be something that holds, holds you up. And so what we're, we're, what we're experiencing is he's saying, listen, that is something that you have to lay aside. He said, not just one, but every weight. You have to lay that aside. You will never go about doing anything if you're constantly held up by the weight of fear. Well, nobody was successful in my family. That don't mean that's you. Well, nobody, well, I don't think I have it to do this or I don't think anybody will receive me. If you, if some of these jokers who are putting up some uh, YouTube videos and, and, and vlogs and saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff, why can't you? I'm just being honest. If people make videos about Birkin bags and all of this stuff about regular people who really shouldn't have a platform, why do you think your voice is not enough for a platform? I'm just saying that doesn't make sense. Why? Because you'll be paralyzed. I was having this conversation with my wife the other day and encouraging her. I hope she don't mind if I share this, but she was talking about how things could be such saturation on YouTube. Like you have this different, because she's a vlogger. My sister's a vlogger. We have different things that, that those can be, you know, it can feel so saturated where it doesn't feel like that, you, you know, your voice doesn't matter. And I said, listen, sweetie, I said, um, I said, I said, listen, um, you go to fast food restaurants, right? And um, you notice that there's a McDonald's everywhere and Chick-fil-A. Why do you go to different places? Why? Because there's a certain thing that is there that only you can get from there. I can get a hamburger from Five Guys, McDonald's, any of those places. Burgify, all of those places. But what makes Burgify better than McDonald's? Quality. Ask me this. Ask me this. If you don't like Chick-fil-A, you're not saved. You're not saved. That is the restaurant of God. Now, this is a joke for if somebody's watching this. This is it's a joke. It's a joke. But Chick-fil-A, why do you go there instead of certain other places? Like a Popeye's. KFC. Even though I eat Popeye's, but I'm just saying, but why do you go there? Because they don't have you waiting in line like Popeye's do. <laughs> let me give you an example, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, let me, let me give you an example, right? When, 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 when this whole debate came with who, who, whose chicken sandwich was better? Papa, that's a lie, Princeton. Don't, you just got up here singing, don't lie to the people of God this morning. Put it in the chat which one you think was better, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's. But anyway, that dry sandwich from Popeye's. Anyway, so I digress. So Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, this whole big crave was like, oh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Why did it die out? Why did that die out? Why did it die out? Because 
You go because they didn't have the right uh, stuff in place for when the divine opportunity did come, it slipped them by. They took advantage of it for a while, but why is Chick-fil-A so longevity? Because they already established itself. The customer service and things are way better. That's why people will come to there. But if you're so caught up in the weight of, oh, I'm fearful, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. They're doing that. You will never take the opportunity. Who cares if somebody's doing the same thing that you're doing? The reality is not all of us are not all of us do it in the same way. There are so many churches out here. Pick one. But why do you go to one versus another? Because they have something there that you don't see at other places. You get what I'm saying? There's something about this ministry that connects something something with someone versus another one. You get what I'm saying? That don't mean that you and guess what as many open as as many open things are also closing at the same time. So as many people may get into it, many people are coming out of it at the same time. You get what I'm saying? The reality is is you cannot have those things and hear me. If you if you really if you really listen to what I'm saying to you, I'm telling you, your 2021 will have a different perspective than what you're having right now. Because the reality is you better prepare now by the end of this year, get your stuff in order so you can launch it. You get what I'm saying? TCF, hear me and hear me good. We are getting this stuff prepared. We're getting in, in line. We are laying aside every weight. Excuses can be a weight. Excuses can be a weight. He's saying, I want you to lay aside every weight. That's an excuse. That's an excuse. You want 2020 to be gone so bad, but that's an excuse as well. I wish 2020 was gone. That's an excuse. You know, my father and I and um, Vernon and I think my cousin Muka, we were watching the Allen Iverson. It was so funny. It was so funny. His theology is hilarious. You know, he says it in his street way. It's very funny. But he was saying something about people waiting for 2020 to be gone. He was like, you know, he used another word. But he said, you don't even know if you're going to be alive tomorrow for you to be asking for something to be gone. <laughs> what makes you think you're going to be around here? <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's so very true. <laughs> you know, after rants, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm telling you, it's, it, let me tell you something. We have to lay those things aside. Someone say, say, throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. Those again are uh, as more as you wear those things. When you wear excuses, when you wear fear, when you wear all uh, and putting your hands in things that you shouldn't have and you, you start slowing your progress. You slow your progress. It's impeding on your progress. That's what's happening. That's what's happening with a lot of believers. They're being, you are allowing things to impede upon your progress. That's what's happening. That's why we're not ready. That's why we're not taking advantage of opportunities. 
That's why we're not moving in the way that we should be moving in. It's because, listen, the reality is part of this whole coronavirus, if you take it from the right perspective, especially if you're the church universal, is to get us to a place of not carrying so much weight. Sometimes people want to say, why is your church doing well in a pandemic? Because, listen, you don't got no weight. You threw it away. That's why you're succeeding. You stripped things down because you had to get rid of weight. You were doing unnecessary things, having unnecessary events, impeding us from getting to who we need to get to. Are you hearing me? This is about saving souls and developing them and creating other disciples. This is what it's about. But if you're so focused on, I got to be the fastest growing church, or if I got to do this and do that, ladies and gentlemen, you are missing out. That's becoming a weight that you have to throw to the side. You got to lay that to a side. Say the weight got to be gone. And you better get rid of it in this year. Don't wait for January to make a, a, a lie of a resolution. Your 2021 should start now in the fourth quarter. Let it start now. Let it be a day where you start getting your stuff together for there. Are you hearing me? Right now is the time. Let me, let me give you this. Colossians 3 verse 8. Colossians 3 verse 8. I'm going to put it on the screen in just one moment for you. It should be on the screen, TCF Nation, if you're watching. I'll read it here. It says, but you now... But now you yourselves are to put off all these things. So the this is what Paul says to the church in um, Colossae. He says, put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Say, so put away all of those things. Put away all of them. That's what you know, because you're a new person in Christ. That's what Colossians 3 is all about. Since you are in the new man, Put away those things that the old man is trying to constantly feed on. Put away those things. Let's go to this. He says, lay aside every sin. That so what? Easily ensnares us. That so easily ensnares us. That's another thing that he says. So he talks about a weight, and then he also talks about sin. That so easily ensnares us. That so easily gets us caught up. That's another thing. We get into the entrapment of sin. That's another thing. I know people don't like talking about this. I'm not. But the reality is, is that that's what impedes progress. That's what impedes your opportunity. You're so caught up into that. And here's what I'm going to go with this. The Hebrew writer also talks and goes even he goes even deeper about really talking about unbelief. Because if you're not careful, unbelief can be very sinful. Matter of fact, I will venture to say it is sinful. It is sinful. Unbelief is, ladies and gentlemen, a sin. It is a sin. And that's where a lot of us fall short at, is because we have unbelief in our hearts. We don't believe. That's why, that's why things pass you by, because you don't believe. You don't truly believe. You don't believe God could take you from here to there. You don't believe God can open up a door for you there. If you did believe, you would stay in the will of God. Are you hearing me? You're going to stay in the will of God. Here we, here we go. Here we go. Hebrews 3, verse 12. Can you give me that, Vernon? 
Oh, so for some odd reason, my phone. Here it is. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you, of uh, any of you, an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Wow. Hebrew writer goes again and further. Said, "Hey, beware, brethren. Beware, man, lest." There be any of you an evil heart of unbelief. He's saying, listen, unbelief is evil. (laughs) Having a heart of unbelief is evil. Be careful of falling falling into the trap of unbelief. Unbelief will leave you missing out on the things of God. Ask me how I know this. It's because the children of Israel had an opportunity Moses' generation had an opportunity to go into the promised land. Everything was laid out for them. All they had to do was go into the land and possess it. That's it. But the people, ladies and gentlemen, having an evil heart of unbelief. They having an evil heart of unbelief. They believed the report of 10 spies outside of the two, Joshua and Caleb, who believed. And guess what? Out of the ten, out of the twelve that went, only two of the spies got to enter in, Joshua and Caleb, because of their belief. And the every and every person underneath twenty was able to see it, because what you despise, God will open up for someone else. I want you to put that there. What I despise, God will open up for somebody else. Do not allow unbelief, the root of unbelief, ladies and gentlemen, to come into your heart and cause you to miss out on what God has for you. When you are a runner, when you're in track, you have to believe that I'm going to get to the finish line and I'm going to beat whoever is next to me. I have to have the I have to understand that I'm in a race. I'm in a race. Listen, I think a lot of believers don't understand that you are in a race and God is the one that sets the pace. Mm, I don't know why I'm taking my time with this tonight. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, God is setting the pace, but you got to run it. There will be moments where you have to run faster. There's moments where you have to be in moderate pace. Then there's moments where it feels like the pace is slow. But the reason why the pace may seem slow is because you're about to come into a season where things are about to pick up. For some of you, ladies and gentlemen, you needed the season of COVID to slow down your pace. And God would use anything to get his mission accomplished. (laughs) If you look at it from a, just maybe, just maybe. Just maybe. He said, listen, and so unbelief, but you got to lay aside the sin. You got to lay that aside. You got to lay, and the same, there's some sins that you admire. There's some sin, ladies and gentlemen, that, that are so simple that you can avoid, but you and I choose not to. There's some things you and I can avoid. There's some things you can just run, away, run away from, but sometimes it's too shiny for you to walk away. And that's what causes us to, and that's what impedes our progress. And there's some things God is not going to open up to you until you are in a place where you could receive it. He gave them, he gave the children of Israel opportunities. He gave them opportunities. 
But because of their sin of unbelief, ladies and gentlemen, that's what caused them to miss their opportunity. Because of it. What I'm trying to get across to you is what, again, the Hebrew writer is saying, weight needs to go to the side. And every sin that so easily ensnares us, put the, um, um, Hebrews 12 verse, uh, 12 verse 1 back. And, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, because sometimes there's certain things that the enemy sets as traps. So there's another, there's another um, obstacle. There's another thing in track and field I like. They're called the hurdles. <laughs> EP was a hurdle runner. <laughs> so y'all see him jumping the way you see him jumping the service. <laughs> That's because he was a hurdler. <laughs> Watch me. The hurdles are there to impede your progress. If you don't know how to, if you don't learn properly how to jump over them. If you don't learn how the proper technique to hurdle over the obstacle, ladies and gentlemen, sin, ladies and gentlemen, can be hurdles that the enemy sets as traps because one messed up technique on the hurdle, you can start off good, but one slip up can slow, oh my God, your pace. And it can completely take you out and you will lose the race. <laughs> oh my gosh. He said, you got to lay it to the side. When you, when you in a track reference, you got you to gotta be able to know the proper technique to hurdle over it. Because it's going to be there. But you got to learn how to get over it. How do you do that? Prayer. How do you do that? Through reading scripture. How do you do that? By surrounding yourself among other believers. How do you do that? Oh my God, abstaining from things that you know is going to slip you up. That's how you do it. How do you, how do you hurdle over it? Relying, watch me, on the spirit of God. Because I want to be careful. This is not by works how you're going to get, how you're going to fall. You and I will fall short, but guess what? The grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit can help us to continue to overcome circumstances and sin that may come up present in our lives. Are you hearing me? So here he is. Here it is. And I'm coming to a close and I'm out of here. What I'm telling you is if you're going to be ready for the opportunities that are going to come your way, this is what you have to do. You have to do this. Now let us run with endurance. The race that is what? Set where? Here's what I'm going to tell you. The race is not what, what is, listen, you're not running against your past. You're running to your future. Are you hearing me? There's a race is not behind you. It's before you. So even if you get knocked down, you still got a race that's before you. You got to still finish. And guess what? Because this is not a hundred meter dash. This is because this is not a 400 meter run. This is a long distance run, ladies and gentlemen. The reality is you got to run it with endurance. This word that the Hebrew writer says, listen, you let us run. This is a action. This is a verb. This is something you have to do. You have to run. You can't walk. You got to run. And you got to run with all endurance the race that is set before you. 
So how do I overcome these things is that I have to run with endurance. Yes, you're going to slip up, but I have to run it with endurance. Yes, there's going to be times where I may not always get it right, but you have to run with endurance. You got to be constantly persistent in your, oh my God, in your, in your race. And you can't give up because you have to understand I got somewhere to go. You got somewhere to go. And in verse 2, ladies and gentlemen, as I come to a close, it's not there. But in verse 2, the Hebrew writer gives us the ultimate example. Looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. So he says, listen, you're going to run. You're going to run it with all endurance that's set before you. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to look to Jesus. When you feel like you don't know how to keep on going, look to Jesus. When you feel like I'm, I, I, when you feel the pressures of, look to Jesus. When you feel like you're running out of energy, look to Jesus. That's what he's saying to do. Once I lay it to a side, how do I overcome? What is the conclusion? How do we resolve all of this? We resolve all of this by looking to Jesus. We resolve, we come to a resolve of this message by running. And while running, we have to look forward. Here's the other thing. Here, here's, here's the other thing. The funny thing is what I like is about a race, right? Is, um, what is the, Don, what's the, when, when, when they're a team? Relay race, right? In a relay race, I want you to see something. The man who's the full runner has to keep looking forward. He's running forward while he has to feel that baton coming in the back of his hand. Looking back one second can cost him the race. Anytime you feel like you got to persevere, look to the finish line. You got to look to the finish line. At the finish line is a cloud of witnesses and Jesus standing there. I'm done. You got to look forward. You can't be You got to keep your eye forward. I got somewhere to go. Look at somebody say, you got somewhere to go. Put it in the chat section. Say, you got somewhere to go. I got to keep looking my eyes forward. I can't wear, I can't run with a whole lot of stuff. The way I resolve is running my race with all endurance and looking to Jesus. So he gives us all of the cloud of witnesses. The testimonies of those who came before us. And then he gives us the ultimate example in Jesus in verse 2. What you going to do? Look to him, the author, the beginning and the end of your faith. He says, look unto him. That's what you do. When you let us run the which that's set before us, looking to Jesus. Jesus is right there at your finish line. He's right there. And guess what? You got other people, the cloud of witnesses encouraging the people of God that's still present. Keep running. Keep running your race. Keep running your race. You have, you and I, I'm coming to a close, have a divine, there's divine things that God is doing. And God is going to show us that it does not matter how the world looks. The people of God will still look better and be on another level than what the people of the world is. 
And God wants to do this. But if we have a people who are constantly looking at the race of an election, constantly looking at things and, and determining the world's economy of, from you to invest in anything, then guess what? You will become like the people of the world because of a lack of unbelief. You will sit still. And then you'll wonder why things still, God still blesses even in the midst of chaos. Yes, God is not, a, God doesn't bring chaos. He's not a God of confusion, but God can bless in it. Everywhere Joseph went, stand on your feet, I'm finished. Everywhere Joseph went, God blessed him. In Potiphar's house, enslavement, God blessed him. In the jail, God blessed him. Everywhere he went, God favored him. Were there great opportunities? No. He was still enslaved. He was still lied upon. That got him thrown in jail. But yet God, every step of the way, had, him, had someone to help him find favor. What am I telling you? That it doesn't matter the circumstances or the conditions of your life or what may be around. God is willing and is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. That's what he can do. Come on, let's pray right here for a moment. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, that you'll seal your word over your people tonight. I pray, God, that they will lay everything to aside, lay it aside in the name of Jesus. Every weight, every sin right now that so easily ensnares us, God, we cast it down. We say, God, let your will be done in our lives tonight. God, we say any place in our lives, oh God, where we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to move upon, Lord God, move in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. I hope you're praying, TCF Nation. Move in my life right now in the name of Jesus Christ God let your Holy Spirit do the work thanks for listening to the get transformed podcast we hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast for more information on transformation Christian fellowship visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the app store or google play store if you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.